branches get cut away. Uh, the, the Bible says that they're thrown into the fire. They don't grow. They don't produce leaves. They don't produce fruit. Uh, they are spiritually dead. Hello and welcome to the Portland General Baptist Church Sunday School Podcast. What is theology? The word theology can seem intimidating at first, but all it really means is the study of God. Join us as we continue our Sunday School series entitled, Intro to Theology. Well, welcome to our uh, Sunday School time for this Sunday. Uh, this is actually the last in our series, Intro to Theology, which we've been looking at Christology. We've been looking at the I Am statements of Jesus uh, as they're recorded in the book of John. Uh, today we're going to look at the last one in this series. I will go ahead and announce our series starting next Sunday uh, so that you can be praying about it and doing some advanced studies on. We're going to be doing a book study and we're looking at Paul's letter to the Ephesians. So we're going to be studying the book of Ephesians starting next Sunday. Uh, I've already been doing some studying ahead and so on, having some fun with this. And so I hope that you will enjoy that series as well. Today our scripture is from John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We're going to be looking at verses 1 to 17. And you're welcome to read along with me. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in a different translation. But I'm sure whatever translation you are using, we will end up in the same place. John chapter 15. Verses 1 to 17. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full or may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servants do not know their master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Would you pray with me, please? 
Father, we come before your throne of grace and your throne of mercy once again, Lord, and we just want to spend this time in worship and adoration of you. Father, as we're getting into this Sunday school lesson, I pray, Lord, that you would teach us, that you would open up our hearts, minds, and souls to understanding and wisdom of your word and of your will. Lead, guide, and direct us through the power of your spirit. We give you honor and praise for this through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen and amen. As I said, today we're coming to the last of the I Am statements in John's Gospel. Uh, just a reminder, when Jesus said, I Am, he's referencing Exodus chapter 3, Moses at the burning bush, when Moses says, well, God, what is your name? And he says, I am that I am. Uh, Jesus, by using these I Am statements, is saying, I am God. And he gave us seven of them. He says, I am the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the gate. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And today we're studying, I am the true vine. Now this I am statement, along with the I am the good shepherd statement, are the only two of the I am statements that discuss the corporate dimension of Christian life. You know, Christian life is a solo experience for the most part, uh, it's our own personal relationship with the Lord, but there is a corporate element. There is the element when Christians come together in worship and praise and adoration of Him. And this is one of the two I Am statements that deal with that corporate dimension. I am the true vine. Now, I have to remind you before we get into the details of this as pragmatic details for us, Jesus was a Jew. And he's speaking to Jews. Uh, typically, Jewish males especially were highly trained in their understanding of Scripture. Not only the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, what we call the Pentateuch, but also of the prophets. Uh, they were trained. They read these. They studied these continually. Uh, not just the priest, but the common person as well. Isaiah explicitly says in Isaiah chapter 5 verse number 7, For the vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Now, if you are a Jew listening to the Messiah, who's also a Jew, saying, I am the true vine, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is this statement in Isaiah that says, Wait a minute, no, 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 the vineyard is the house of Israel. Why is Jesus calling himself the good vine, the true vine, if it's supposed to refer to the house of Israel? Jeremiah chapter 2 verse number 21 gives us a similar statement. I planted you as a choice vine from the purest stock. How then did you become degenerate and become a wild vine? In Jeremiah's account, he's saying, why, why have you gone astray when you're supposed to be the true vine? Uh, that God has given. Israel is supposed to be the vine, the, the, is, is supposed to be the true vine. To a Jew listening to Jesus, when Jesus says, I am the true vine, what he's really saying to them, I am the true Israel. I am the true Israel. Uh, Christianity did not begin uh, as a separate religion. It was, uh, I, per, I, I do not believe the purpose of Jesus was to form another world religion. 
the Christianity was known as the way. Uh, and it was a part of Judaism. Jesus was a Jew. The disciples are Jews. His hearers at the time are Jews. It, this was supposed to be part of Judaism. It's supposed to be a revolution in Judaism. So Jesus is saying to these Jews, I am the true vine. He's really saying, I am the true Israel. If you really want to know how the law is supposed to work, how the fulfillment of the law is supposed to work, if you're really trying to figure out how Judaism is really supposed to be applied to our lives, he's saying, look at me. I'm the true Israel. I am the true vine. Of course, we know uh, you have the Jewish rejection of the Messiah. And uh, you have Christianity born uh, in Antioch. Uh, Jews who were, uh, uh, who were followers of Christ were first called Christians. It was meant as an insult. And of course, it became the name of the religion. Christians, people who are Christ-like, people who follow him. Jesus says quite clearly, I am the true vine. The real vine of Israel, the real vine of the world, I'm it, he says. I am the true vine. You are the branches. Now, putting this into context for all of us today, we are the branches uh, of the Lord. Uh, we are born into the family. We're grafted into the family. We are the branches of the Lord. And what I want to do now, uh, getting off the history lesson per se, but trying to make this practical for us today, uh, I want to discuss this idea of branches and the vine. I want to look at some characteristics of the branches as they're described in this passage, specifically in this passage. And I have three main things I would like to say. Number one, branches are to abide in the vine. Branches are to abide in the vine. They can't live apart from the vine. Uh, Jesus likened his disciples to branches. They're dependent upon him for life and for growth. Seven times in this scripture, go back and look at it, seven times in this passage, Jesus speaks of his disciples as, quote, abiding in him, which means the branches are supposed to abide in him. Now, if you look at verse two and you also look at verse five, he is speaking of the abiding as a reality, as a fact. Uh, the living branches uh, have to abide in the vine. In other words, the branches cannot survive apart from the vine. However, if you look at verse 4, as well as verse 10 of our passage, he's exhorting his disciples, he's encouraging his disciples to abide in him. Now, wait a minute. He's already said that it's a fact that the branches abide in him. But now he says that he wants us to abide in him, does it in the form of a command. This means that abiding in Christ is a gift. It's something that happens because you are born again into the family. But it's also something to be pursued. As branches, we need to make sure that we seek the nourishment that the vine offers. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to be nourished by the vine if the only time you ever open up your scripture is on Sunday. Or you, you are not going to be nourished by the vine if the only time that you are ever feeding upon God's word is when the preacher's preaching or I'm teaching a Sunday school lesson. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I have notes, as you can see. Where did the notes come from for me to teach this lesson? They came because I had my Bible open at home and I was studying. I was abiding in Him. I was getting my nourishment from Him. And I don't just read my Bible, study my Bible to get a Sunday school lesson together or to get a sermon together. I study my Bible continuously because it's my, it is my nourishment. It's my food. It's my sustenance for my spiritual life in Him. There's an evangelical commentator uh, whose name is J.C. Ryle. And he gave a quote that I love concerning this. This is what he said. He said, abiding in Christ means to cling to me, stick fast to me, live your life close to me, get nearer and nearer to me, roll every burden onto me, cast your whole weight on me, never let go of your hold of me for a moment. While Christ is holding on to me, I am holding on to him as well. I am I'm constantly pursuing him. I want to know him and know him and know him more. I want to get closer and closer and closer to him. Paul says we look through the glass darkly, but someday we're going to see him face to face. I'm trying to get another glimpse. I'm trying to get another look. I'm trying to get a different perspective to see more and more of Christ because I want to know him. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to cast everything on him. I want to hold on to him. I want to uh, Abide in Him. It's my earnest, sincere desire to hold, to cling to my Lord. Branches are to abide in the vine. It's not just a matter of reality. It's a matter of necessity. I hold on to my Lord. That being said, why, do, why am I so insistent upon this? Because the second quality of branches in this passage... Especially verse 2. Pay very special attention to verse 2. All branches, not some, all branches are pruned. Every branch is pruned. You ever driven by a house that had big trees and whatever? And you've driven by after the tree trimmer's been there? He doesn't trim half the tree. He doesn't trim part of the tree. He trims the whole tree, and sometimes he cuts it way back. Uh, sometimes, you know, you will drive by and it looks like a stub of, you know, stub of a trunk there. And you're like, what happened to the tree? And you think for sure that tree's going to die. But that tree blooms, and it blooms better and better and better because the, the, a, a, a good tree trimmer, a good pruner, if you will, knows how to prune the tree correctly to make it work right, to make it look good. All branches in God, all branches of the vine get pruned. Now, he talks about two different branches. Branch number one, which is the first part of verse number two, are the dead branches. The dead branches get cut away. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been in church most of my life. I'm 52 years old. I've been in church for 42 years. And I'm telling you, I've seen the dead branches. You've seen the dead branches. Uh, this, this should not be a news a news flash to you. There are some people in church who are sticks in the mud. There are some people in church, they provide no spiritual nourishment, no, 
no testimony of Christ at all. They are there for whatever reason. And whatever's going on in the church doesn't stick. It just doesn't stick. Uh, as, a, as, as a youngster in a youth group, we had a person, I won't name him because uh, he may see this video, uh, but he'll know I'm talking about him. His grandfather was a blind preacher and could flat out preach the word. Wonderful preacher of the Lord. His mother and father were, uh, uh, his, his mother and father were good, godly saints, served the Lord in the church. He, however, sat in the back pew. He was a teenager and, you know, you were thinking it was just teenage rebellion or whatever. Can I tell you that pretty much nothing that happened in that church stuck with him? He went out into total rebellion. He went into homosexuality, drinking, drugs, whatever, uh, living a life that is ungodly. Even though his grandfather was a wonderful godly preacher, even though his parents were godly saints, uh, even though he went to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, he doesn't go to church now. He doesn't go. Uh, and if he does go to church, whenever I hear that he did go, he goes to such a liberal church that it's hard to even classify it as a church. Uh, so dead branches get cut away. Uh, the, the Bible says that they're thrown into the fire. They don't grow. They don't produce leaves. They don't produce fruit. Uh, they are spiritually dead. Uh, in my experience, these are the ones that tend to cause most of the problems in a church. Uh, because their, their spiritual lifestyle is nothing. It doesn't exist. They're dead. Uh, you know, if some, with this COVID crisis, they are more interested in the material and the financial than what they are in the safety of the people. These are the ones who never go out on event, you know, you know, on some sort of evangelistic campaign uh, or somehow try to reach the lost. They don't participate in anything. They don't want to participate in anything. They're dead branches. And sooner or later, they end up leaving the church. If they're there because of family, they end up just dying. And, and you ask what their contribution was, they were a name on the roll. That's it. Very little contribution. However, the part that gets those of us who truly serve the Lord, the good branches also get pruned. We go through temptations, trials, and tests, just like everybody else. As a Christian, I'm tempted daily. As a Christian, I suffer loss. As a Christian, I go through trials and tribulations. Uh, these are the things that are designed to make me stronger. Uh, it could be things like loss of a job. It could be things like a sick child. Uh, it could be something like an un, you know, what we consider to be an unanswered prayer, though I don't know that it's unanswered. It's just not the answer that we want. Uh, it could be a marriage breakdown. It could be children who are rejecting of the upbringing that they have. It could be sickness. It could be the loss of a loved one. These are all things that affect us as Christians, even though we are healthy people, you know, healthy in the vine of Christ, even though we are truly plugged in and seeking our nourishment and our sustenance from Him, we still go through these things. And, you know, the question comes up, why does God allow this to happen? God allows these dreadful things to happen uh, to his disciples, not to crush us, 
He's not trying to crush us. He's not trying to destroy us. He's trying to help us grow. Just like the uh, tree trimmer or the pruner who goes to a tree and cuts it back, he's not trying to kill the tree. He's not trying to destroy it. He's trying to help it grow and grow right. Get rid of the dead stuff and the things that are good, the branches that are good, make them even more fruitful. All right? Lastly, healthy branches bear fruit. The Bible says in verse number five, they bear much fruit. I have heard a lot of preaching and a lot of teaching as far as what does bear fruit mean. Uh, a lot of the preaching I've, you know, I've heard, and they just pretty much limited here, they say that bearing fruit means evangelism, that you're actively out recruiting people for the family of God, that you're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. While I believe that's true, I believe it's not limited to that. Bearing fruit could also refer to the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22. Things like love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, and so on. You know the list. Uh, that's also bearing fruit, which, by the way, feeds back to evangelism. If you're showing the love and the joy and the patience, the long-suffering and so on, people are going to notice your testimony and are going to want what you have. So the fruit of the Spirit could be a reference to this, you know, a good tree, a good branch produces good fruit. Others note that in verse number 7 of our passage, Jesus promises to those who abide in him, they will have their prayers answered. So maybe that is why, you know, the answering of prayer could be this fruit that he's talking about. Uh, that, that God responds to your life as a prayer warrior. Others think that the fruit is simply the good things we do to advance the kingdom of God. To advance the name of Christ. Things like feeding the hungry, standing for justice, uh, giving a drink of water to the thirsty, so on. Uh, I've heard a lot of different you know, people talk about different ideas as far as what he means by a good branch produces good fruit. I kind of suspect it's all the things I've mentioned and probably a lot more. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I want to limit this idea of fruit bearing to simple, simple evangelism or one of the other things I've mentioned. Uh, I think it's all of these things and possibly even more. Jesus is saying that Christians who find their life in the vine, they act, they act like healthy, vital branches. There's a word for that. It's called disciples. We are disciples of the Lord. We are acting like healthy, vital branches branches thinking of ourselves as branches united to christ reminds us that the christian life is not a solitary journey we have a communal purpose we work together even in time of of covid crisis notice what we're doing we're doing sunday school and church services and Wednesday night services, we're doing them virtually. Why are we doing this if it's a solo journey? We're doing this because we recognize that there's a communal aspect, that we work together, that, we're, that as branches of the Lord, we worship the Lord together. Each of us is a branch, but not a solitary branch. We're not trying to exist on our own. We value things like our church membership. Uh, we know that the church supports us. Uh, and uh, we don't ever think about breaking away. If anything, we go just the opposite and we try to hold on stronger. And we try to do our best to be fruit producing branches. We branches, we need each other. 
Just as much as we need the life-giving stock of the vine, Jesus Christ, we need each other as well. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the true vine. Jesus said, I am the true vine and we are the branches. My encouragement for you in this Sunday school today as we're finishing up this series is that you will cling to the Lord. Even in this COVID crisis, you will not allow depression to sink in. You will cling to the Lord and you will allow him to nourish you in every situation of your life. It has been a pleasure going through this series with you. It has been a pleasure looking at some intro to theology and then getting into the I am statements of the Lord. I am encouraged as we're getting ready to start our study study of the book of Ephesians. Now I know we're still doing this virtually and I would rather do this live or we could have the discussion and so on, but I'm probably going to be taking my time. And I'm, you know, those, the, those of you who have been in book studies with me previously, <coughs> excuse me, those of you who've been in book studies with me previously, you know that I tend to go very slowly, covering a verse or two at a time. And so by the time we are back into our live Sunday school, we'll probably still be in the book of Ephesians. I don't expect I'm going to finish it very, very quickly. Anyway, let me have a final prayer with you, and that will finish our Sunday school for, for, for our day. Lord, we thank you for the lesson. We thank you for the encouragement that our life is found in you. We thank you, Lord, because we know that without you we are nothing. With you we are everything. I now, Lord, I ask you to bless those who have heard, heard our Sunday school lesson today. I ask you to bless them, bless their families. Lord, Lord, give them a wonderful week as they continue to seek you. I pray this through Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope you enjoyed we're enriched, educated, and edified by this lesson from our adult Sunday school class. Each week, these Sunday school lessons are made available in video and audio formats. If you want to watch our weekly sermon and Sunday school videos, you can find them on our YouTube channel. Just subscribe to the channel and be sure to hit the notification bell so that you're notified when a new video is posted. For audio, you can subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and others. You can also find these audio recordings on our website free to download. Just visit www.portlandgbc.org. That's www.portland gbc.org. Until next time, stay safe and may God bless you.